Good evening. This is a special daily wrestling news show post show report on NXT TakeOver in your house. The biggest news of the entire show came in the last 15 seconds when William Regal said that he is frustrated and it might be the end and he might have to do something else. <laughs> I look at these pay-per-views is basically three places. The stories built to bring us into the pay-per-view, the performances in the ring and the finishes, those are coupled together. And then where does this take us and why do I tune in next week? And the most compelling story that came out of this happened in 15 seconds. And it was to do with the commissioner. Right. None of the tales changed. We do have a new million dollar champion. So that's something, I guess. But when we look at everything that happened, most of the matches went the way you thought they would. All the champions retained. Let's talk about William Regal. He is obviously either leaving his post or he's going to bring in a lieutenant or something. Thoughts on who this special new person could be? Uh, I've got no clue. It's hard to figure. I know that the dirt sheets were kicking around, possibly a Samoa Joe return to WWE. He's an interesting name to put in that. If those rumors and allegations are, are anywhere near true, I think he'd make for a very cool lieutenant and or commissioner for that specific brand. I think he would go great with that in general as far as what does this mean i don't know is roderick strong coming back to take over that position like samoa joe is the guy that's been rumored around in the dirt sheets about coming back to the performance center earlier this week i don't think there's really much rumor to that that probably happened he probably made an appearance at the performance center maybe they're working on something for him to come back through nxt we had the same discussion point about Zelina vega i don't know how long ago so either of these people could be fine in that position. Roderick Strong took an exit not that long ago. Yeah, he could be fine too. So we'll have to see how that pans out. That's the most you know, the intriguing question coming out of the night. If we run back through, let's talk about the pay-per-view in general. In, when you look, We had a five-match card, and for the most part, all of these matches, I did not feel like going into this that there was extended builds for any of these matches. So... That was one point I would say was a little bit rough with the pay-per-view. But all the work once we got to the show was very good. Yep, I would agree. I would agree. I think the wrestling top to bottom was really good. I can't complain about any of the matches as far as the way they've constructed them and what they wanted to do with them and how they went, with the exception of just the main event. I don't. I thought opening with Bronson MSK against Legato made a heck of a lot of sense. I know a couple of people saw it going the other way. We have a bunch of examples here where it's really, I shouldn't say a bunch, but the Raquel Gonzalez, like this is the first, this is like her first pay-per-view defense and they're throwing like Ember Moon at her, who's a tag team wrestler. The initial match was good. I thought they made Bronson look strong. He was strong. I thought there wasn't any issues with that. Everybody felt comfortable with each other in that match. I thought that match went really well. I thought that was smart to, to start off with that because those guys were flying all over the place. There was a bunch of cool spots. There was actually more people in the CWC for this in your house than there has been for all of the other NXT television shows and all of the other in your houses and takeovers and stuff. So to get that crowd going right from the start, I thought that was wise. Yeah, I would agree. And the pace of that match is going to do that better than any of the other ones, for sure. And yeah, I actually thought it would go the other way. I thought it would go the way where the champions all lose their belts because nobody had to get pinned. They can maybe move Bronson Reed up if that's what they're thinking about. I don't know, but 
Jeff Johnson coming in says it felt like a regular episode of NXT with high profile matches was missing a spark. Maybe that's the best way to describe it. Yeah, yeah. Jeff, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you there. I don't see a lot of wrong with regard to the performance of anything here. I, I didn't think we were going to see Bronson drop on his first defense after they went through the 13 year story and all that kind of stuff that kind of ionized this for me i wouldn't say that it won't be santos that beats him i think that could certainly happen but i didn't think it was going to be tonight given okay this is his kind of first profile thing and they usually don't impact will bury somebody on their first night out or something like that but usually triple h wouldn't do that to somebody yeah so i thought the match was great so let's move on to lee and martinez this was what i thought it would be zia lee has had many two-minute matches some that were even less than a minute. And yep. this was the longest one I think I've ever seen her in. It was seven and a half minutes. And she came out as the winner. That's exactly what I thought would happen. She didn't look extremely strong at the end because Mercedes Martinez took her out with a chair. But then after all this time, we have Mei Ying that's finally stood up. She's been in her chair for, I don't know, six months or however long it's been. Yeah, but she stood so- up and tossed Mercedes off the ledge. A strange spot, right? So you've got Mercedes that pounds on Zaya with a chair, and then you have this obviously much, much smaller woman do some kind of a choke on her and throw her onto the ground and stuff like that. Like, I know they're building that character and stuff. Mercedes took double beatings tonight to do that on both ends. So good on her. Fine match. Nothing really bad about it. Either. They're moving forward the story there. I, I don't know. There wasn't anything wrong with it. But again, as Jeff's comment alluded to earlier... <laughs> There's no real spark here. As we move forward down the card, maybe the match that people were most looking forward to all night was this ladder match for the Million Dollar Championship. And this one had the longest build. You had Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. You had plenty of vignettes. LA Knight got wedged in pretty quick in the last two or three weeks of the build to get here. And he's the one who ended up with the Million Dollar Championship. But this seems like it's round one. It's got to come back from this. I would agree. Um, very nicely constructed ladder match. I like the ladder matches where there's a high spot or two, and then mostly use the ladders as weapons. I don't love the falling all over the ring, push you off the ladder stuff. I thought that they did a little bit of everything, and less was more on the grime spot towards the end. While it looked really crazy, if you actually go back and you take a look at what the actual fall was from where he was on the ladder to where LA Knight had set up that ladder, He's only about a three foot fall there. So it was really, it was done really well, filmed really well. It looked like it was real explosive, but less of a challenging fall than it would have been. Here's the thing like Grimes came out, Grimes is over, right? LA Knight is not over. So putting a belt, and this is smart booking, putting the belt on LA Knight makes a whole ton of sense. Now we can chat, now we can see LA Knight, like we can do the whole thing. And then Grimes has got somebody to chase, and there's somebody in the background. I was surprised that Ted wasn't more prolific in the match. I thought maybe he would get involved, but maybe they're not keeping him around for a long time, so they don't want him to be the focus of this thing. With them adding the million-dollar belt, I don't think that any NXT fan can say anything about New Japan's number of belts at this point. NXT has about 45 belts now. It'll be interesting to see whether or not this is a defended belt. In the Ted DiBiase era, this was not a defended belt. This oh, you think this is like a diamond ring? Yeah, exactly. Like MJF's diamond he's ring. Gonna yeah. He's going to win the million-dollar belt, and he's just got it like a Rolex. That's the exact conversation that it was either myself and John Smith had or myself and John DeConi had last week where we think that, yes, it'll be basically I have my trophy and I'm going to walk around with it. 
except for the few instances, especially in the beginning here, because Cameron Grimes is going to have a gripe over this. But, okay, maybe th that could be the case. Yeah, I certainly see it being used as a weapon for sure. Hundred um, percent. But I don't know. I think that he's. I think you're going to have to defend this bad boy without a doubt. That happen every match. BJ brings up: Did the ringmaster ever defend the belt? I can't remember him ever defending the belt. He definitely carried it over his shoulder. And it's also interesting that they talked about Steve Austin wearing that belt. They did not talk about Ted DiBiase Jr. And I don't know why they would have left that out, but they decided to strike that from the historical books. Well, <laughs> there's some heat going on right now with Ted Jr. and Randy. So maybe yeah. that's the reason why his name didn't get brought up. Yes, BJ, just like the FTW championship. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think it'll it'll end up being like. But I had also enjoyed the presentation of this match. I liked the gold ladder, which they previewed us on NXT. I yeah. liked the case that they put the belt in because that that gives it a, just a different feel. And so I looked up at the case. They're bringing the case up. They got the guy in that clips the thing. I'm like, all right, we're not going to have an awkward undoing tonight. The person that's <laughs> going to go up there is going to like. How do these like Money in the Bank? These guys, the belts on the thing. They should just practice it. Take 30 seconds with the mechanism and make sure you know what the hell you're doing so you're not standing up there like a goon trying to get the lanyard done or the little thing done. Like, God, no. I was like, man, look at this clip. It's holding this amazing case. The case isn't going to fall. It's one button to push. And he's Travis, struggling around. Travis, you, by keeping it complicated to unlatch <laughs> – they have an excuse if they're up there and they're like, where's the guy that's supposed to knock me off the ladder? He's not here. Let me just fiddle around with this thing. So sure. keep, keep it hard. Then they can always use that as a. I don't think it should look like a Houdini knot up there is all I'm saying. BJ says, yes, the little details in the match really made it pop. I, I agree. So I, I thought it was a very, it was it, for me, it was the most, the most fun match of the night by far. It's hard to put MSK and Legato on a card and not have them be the most athletic cohesive sure. looking performance but as far as me enjoying the match coming in and looking at both the competitors and stuff like that yeah this was a lot of fun la night won so i got points it should be a championship yep but we'll absolutely. see i want to go back to the Zylee and mercedes match for a second because we have a comment coming in bj said he's a mark for the supernatural stuff so give me the supernatural ninja stuff for now it's different and keeps it interesting i want to make a point here we are about 24 hours away from the final segment of Monday Night Raw. So let's hold that thought and see if the doll makes an appearance and gives us some more supernatural stuff tomorrow, and we'll see how you feel about that. Because <laughs> that's not been the most well-received thing by the fans this week is the Shayna Baszler-Lily segment. So The part that I consistently despise in AEW with their programming right now is Abaddon biting anybody's neck. It's the worst part. She's an amazing wrestler. She's an awesome character. Very cool, unique, unorthodox would be the term that JR would use. Amazing. Stop biting people's necks. You don't need to do it. You can be crazy. You don't have to bite people's necks. All right. That's moving off the supernatural. Let's go to Hit Row with Todd Pettengale. That was a fun segment. Todd Pettengale had several segments throughout the, the, the show tonight. The one with Hit Row was pretty good when they basically bragged about their merchandise. I know it's a short card tonight. I, I was sad to not see Hit Row on there. I think Hit Row is going to be really good. I enjoy all the performers there. I enjoy NXT doing more mixed factions. I think that's good and should yes. be done more often. I would even be okay if they wanted to do it the other way, where it was mainly women and there was one dude in the faction as well. 
There's yep. no reason why everything has to be girls, factions, guys, factions, guys, stables, girls, stables. Let's mix this thing all up. Let's make it more interesting and let's go from there. That doesn't mean that I'm screaming for mixed gender matches. I'm not. Oh, I thought the hit row segment was good. I don't love the in your house thing being the theme. Like I know they're trying to get away from the takeover and they're not sure where to go from there. I like it more as a one-off thing. And I'm somebody that likes reverence to classics. I'm not in love with Todd Pentengill being the ass end of jokes all night yeah. long. The Doc Hendricks segments were cool. I'm like, okay, cool. Look, this is going back and then replaying some of that stuff, but not all nostalgia is great either. I, I don't know as tons of people are begging, let's do In Your House. This brand is so revered and loved. It's fine. They've done well, it a couple of times. Remind us why we love it. Yeah. You know, show us the boiler room brawl. Show us the Calgary stampede. Show us the different things that happened at In Your House that made it so memorable and mankind getting his first WWF championship match and things. Well, it would have been there. super cool if they just took each of those unique things and on each show, they did one match that was a throwback to whatever that yeah. was. Give us that again. And then talk about the history and, and let people enjoy that and like those parts and the cool things about it instead of freaking karate fighters with Dexter Loomis. Like the other thing you mentioned is, Todd Pettengill doesn't need to be the butt of the jokes all the time, too. Like, I also would have been just as happy as if he put that video cassette tape in the VCR and the camera zoomed right in and, and then went to the video. When you do these things, like, you pick on your legends and you bully them and you make them look dumb. And this was all fun. There was nothing I would say was got too egregious. Oh, here. it definitely wasn't over the top. But you end up with Mark Henry and the big show on AEW. That's what happens. But the know. thing is, like, when people come back and they want nostalgia, they want to recapture the things that they liked and they were excited about. They don't want you to do nostalgia and go, oh, look how corny this thing. Yeah, that's true. Feel bad about the thing you liked. I don't want to feel that way. Raquel Gonzalez wins over Ember Moon. I think everybody picked Raquel. So nobody thought Ember Moon was, was winning here. There was at least one moment in the match where I thought, oh my gosh, Ember Moon might win. She just hit the eclipse. It's possible. And Dakota Kai did put Raquel's foot on the rope, but there was a moment where you had a little bit of doubt. So I thought this was match of the night. I think they have a real serious problem with Raquel Gonzalez. And that problem is Raquel Gonzalez has actually gotten better in the ring a lot quicker. She is a heel right now. And when the live fans are back and you already heard it tonight, they are going to cheer for her because she's very good. And she's a heel. The fans aren't going to stick to that. If Ember Moon was a singles wrestler that was a number one competitor, I would have been on, like, going back to Bailey-Sasha match or something like this, that's how hard she wrestled tonight, and her performance was insane. Yes. And Raquel was very good, too. The part that sucked the most about this is everybody in the world knew this was just another stepping stone. Right. So Ember Moon, I thought to myself, and I said this, she came out hot. She was on fire for two minutes straight, and I said, she's going to gas herself out. And that never happened. She kept going the whole time. And power move, Gonzalez, super, super clean, really nice work rate on her. Big giant girl. I'll tell you what. If they knew Raquel Gonzalez was going to be this good this quick, I think they would have held back on bringing Rhea up. Because yeah. I don't know where they go from here. Here's the situation with Raquel. You said their fans are going to cheer her. Absolutely. I think that's the plan. Dakota Kai is going to double cross her, and that's going to be an enormous feud. And it's sure. coming at some point very soon. There's nobody on the card that can keep up with this girl, though. 
She's a big, tall girl. She got good very quickly. And she's super interesting because if her promos are bad, she can go into Spanish and you don't know what she's saying. And it sounds good no matter what. There's a huge portion of the audience that will know what she's saying. <laughs> well, there is a huge portion. But like when Asuka used to go into that, it was the yes. same sort of thing, right? Like you can get yourself out of a tough spot and it just sounds better. Spanish sounds great in the and middle actually, of a promo. Love you actually it. appeal to the spanish-speaking audience 100 percent too you're bringing that crowd in there and stuff we have io shirai on the docket we have frankie monet on the docket these are people that raquel can go back to or frankie monet if they build it correctly that's the match we should see that's something that i'd like to see they won't do it again but if they were going to do three brands on survivor series that would be a great survivor series match give me something to build both of them up early on let's get us to to war games or something like that you can take candace LeRae too she's busy at the moment in the tag team but she's there and also just a note if people don't realize this they could sit there and they could move every single woman on that nxt roster up except for raquel gonzalez and the next night they could have the whole roster replenished that's how many people they have in developmental right now we got a new nxt uk women's title holder so the former champ can certainly come across the pond and start working over here yeah, there's a good challenger as well, especially if Raquel does turn face. Right. Now, in the five-way match, I thought Johnny Gargano was more over than I thought he was going to be, too. I heard a lot of Johnny takeover, Johnny wrestling chants throughout this match, and he has done nothing redeeming in the last you know year to try to get the fans on his side. The thing is, he's a Lifetime Achievement Award guy, right? Like He's been in NXT for 100 years now, so if anybody in the crowd's an older fan of the that or whatever like you're gonna have that there and who knows maybe he papered the crowd so they all scream his name i hated the hbk stuff come out with thor or something like that man don't give me an hbk throwback you're not there yet if we get back to the nxt crowd the core nxt crowds the crowd's gonna be hot for every person so when you have a competitive match they're gonna be cheering both sides hot i don't think is the way that i would describe the core nxt crowd smart trying to get themselves over the NXT crowd was one of the most challenging part about watching that product at one point, because they, the program was so much about them and their chance and not what the people were doing in the ring. So hopefully the quality of the performers and stuff like that have gotten better on the brand that it doesn't become how much of the NXT crowd can get themselves over with all their specific chance and that kind of stuff. Like, it's a very different vibe than what you get from the NXT UK crowds when they get into their chance because it's background noise the same way that it is in a football game or a rugby game or hurling or something like that. It's a very different kind of stadium vibe that they have over there in that country versus our crowd, which is like they're all too smart for their own good. Well, and and John has another comment here. Someone forgot to tell the CWC that Cross was a face of that main event. There was no heels in that main event. Everybody was over. Adam Cole is a heel. He has done very heelish things recently. But like you mentioned with Gargano, Lifetime Achievement Award. He's been around for a long time. His work rate's excellent. All these guys are getting cheered. Cross has the best entrance in the business right now. So, Karrion Cross, he stacked up all four of the guys for the pin, right? He basically did that. He didn't, really. He pinned one, or he... Referee stop one guy. It was Kyle O'Reilly. These were all the credible challengers. These were all the people that you would say, okay, here's he, where he's going to go next. I thought he might get attacked by some surprise guy I didn't know about at the end of the show. That didn't happen. We can't go back to Finn Balor. He's already done that. Maybe they could take Bronson Reed and say, okay, you've defended the title once. We can give you a program with Cross, but they've really already done that too. 
maybe they bring Keith Lee back down and that's the, the guy. I don't know. I, I don't have a great answer here. I thought that this was very poorly constructed for all the reasons that you just mentioned. They took the entire locker room of potential competitors that he could feast on for the next whatever. They hot-shotted him into this program. He defeated them all in short order multiple times during the match. And now there are going to be some of these guys that come out and say, I had you dead to rights. I had this guy dead to rights. You couldn't beat me in a one-on-one match. And I'm sure we're going to get several of those. Yeah, maybe. The, other, the other thing I mentioned to you before the show went on the air, this show, is that there is a chance in my mind that they may bring him up to do a NXT championship defense at SummerSlam. And if they do that, maybe they'll just pick somebody off of, maybe it's Big E, maybe it's Apollo Crews or somebody, and they just pluck one of those guys to have a match with him. Maybe that's where we go for the next several months is building to that. Yeah, I think that we're going to have an answer. I guess I'm sure the name that somebody would throw out would be Dexter Loomis because of his size and stuff like that. I don't know even, I couldn't write that program. Dexter is tough because of the fact that he doesn't speak. So you have limited engagement and cross is really not a big speaker either. And neither is Scarlet. They're much more action oriented people. So the program is a bit complex, but a lot of people are sitting back and waiting for Dexter Loomis to get his big monster yeah. push or whatever. Sure. But they've been cycling on the Indy Hartwell thing for a long time now. Yeah, they've certainly been running around the drain a bunch of times. I, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do with Cross now because I, I thought tonight might have been the swan song. Let's quickly move him up to the main roster. We've got all kinds of space now, or we have more space now, or there's space available at least. And maybe we'll see that. Maybe you're right. Maybe they'll swap somebody down. Maybe somebody will go down roster, beat him, and then he can move up roster or something like that, which seems strange. <laughs> It seems this, strange. Have this but... guy from the main roster come down and pin our NXT guy so that their NXT guy can go up to the main roster and the main roster guy can stay down. I was just I thinking guess. that I guess I, honestly, I was thinking that. Cross would, would win the defense and then you'd go back to NXT after SummerSlam. And in the meantime, they would have determined a contender for him. Maybe, maybe. I don't see anybody right now after, and, and you're right, maybe each of them is going to come out and we're going to see a one on one for each of these guys. But if I'm carrying cross, don't I just say I beat all four of you in one night? Yeah. Grimes is probably going back to LA night. He's not doing anything right at the moment. It's yeah. weird to come off a loss and go for the big title. But if he were to do well, then LA night would have gripe as well. Yeah. And I guess it depends on how he's not there yet, but it depends on how they want to do this hit row thing too. AJ Francis is a big giant dude. Is he ready for title defense? How are they going to book Hit Row? Is Hit Row going to be heel? Are they going to be face? Are they going to be whatever? I think they're playing them down the line right now intentionally waiting for the crowd to get back to decide yeah. what they're going to do. The crowd's going to jump on them. So they're whether they want him to be face or not, they might as well just call him face for now. So maybe it's AJ Francis. He's a big giant dude that can go a little bit, but very green. I don't know. If I'm being honest and, and I'm being critical, which is some of what we're doing here when we're picking apart matches, Cross looked real sloppy in the beginning of that match. I guess I I get that he's in the, the ring with four world class athletes that are fast and athletic and are clean and that that are used to flying around the ring with each other and stuff like that. And maybe he's not used to that caliber even at this point of being an XT as long as he has been. But man, did he look some at shoot out there in the beginning? Maybe he was just nervous. There was jitters or something like that. But gosh, well, he <laughs> pace with those guys wrestle a very different style than him, and they're all fast 
and they're all knocking him down and he can't turn to get take the next kick in the face quite fast enough or whatever but bj kind of echoing our sentiments here is it's going to take a long time to build somebody up to beat him or even work with him in a competitive way but now they seem to be losing options to keep building cross at the same time so it could be the cross just goes on a streak of just annihilating people fast there's just Austin theory on the show not that long ago and beat him you're just yeah. running out of guys though at this point right like he's done a lot of squash stuff and it, it this is the same concern that you and i were coming off of with the issue with roman at the end of wrestlemania yeah where do we go next for roman I'm like there's nobody right now for roman by the way, they're, they're going to have to bring in Cena, Goldberg, Lesnar, and they're going to have the same problem with Cross here. They may mm-hmm. have to bring in somebody else. And we were talking, I don't even know if it was on the show or if it was but backstage, but we talked about Samoa Joe as the rumored name coming in. Do you know who else would be interesting now that I'm thinking about it too? Would be Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens, yeah, is a, for a title defense. Kevin's not going to defeat him for the championship and go down, I don't think. No, but he might. Maybe he comes in and does a quasi-commissioner-type role, too, thing for sure. a little while. And the guy's got to be pretty banged up, and he hasn't been around doing much of anything, really. He's been in the Intercontinental title program each week and stuff. But, yeah, I mean, they can. he's so he's very over with the NXT crowd. Too. So if yeah. they're when they get the fans back, if they start maybe even selling more tickets to an NXT event, maybe they throw that name out there to, like, really get that crowd yeah. buzzing. Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn could go down there and mess oh, around. Yeah. You could see Ricochet go back down there and do some damage as well. They had this guy named Damian Priest that used to be in NXT. Allegedly, he came up to the main roster to wrestle, <laughs> but just with a hip-hop guy. And then just against Elias and Jackson Riker, and he's been done for a little bit now. So Yeah, he's been... He's been... They're quieting, quieting down with him as well, it seems. He could certainly go back down there. He never held the big belt nope. for NXT. Nope. So, maybe. Yeah, and then... Keith Lee, like I mentioned earlier. So yeah, who knows? Keith Lee's missing an action. Mia Yim missing an action. Yeah. That maybe that's what Mia stands for. Exactly. Okay. Anything else about the show tonight? It was a good show. I, I don't want to like have a negative vibe. It was a good show. Oh. We're great wrestling on it. There's some things that we see where there's issues, but that's all. Yeah, the show top to bottom was a fine show. There was the, the wrestling on the show was great. There's I had no issues with any of the wrestling at all. All the athletes and performers did a really good job. Yep. And William Regal, what's going on with him? That's the question. Does he bring Tachiri back as his enforcer? And we get that tandem. Maybe. Do we, you know, Steve Taylor comes back. I don't know. Somebody from Regal's past has to come back and sort things out with him. Exactly. Somebody's got to help him out. Maybe he'll do some counseling with Dexter Loomis. Maybe. All right, Travis, that is the post show for NXT TakeOver in your house. Travis, you'll be back on the show Tuesday. I will be back tomorrow with John DeCani. Anything else, Travis, before we get out of here? Nope, that's it. I miss you, Ferg. Come back, (laughs) back, man. We need (laughs) you. All right. For Travis, I'm Ryan, and we'll see you tomorrow.